later. Yeah, yeah. He did what? <gasps> I want to be that. Welcome to Art Root Radio, and I'm your host, artist Michelle Lockery. As we um, continue in um, our series, we have many new things on the go for 2023. We, um, I think, are saying goodbye to some of the parts of the pandemic, and we are all trying really hard to rise up, I guess, and to find, to just to find that light and to find people to connect with again. And I was lucky enough to meet um, a creator that happened to come into my life through doing a story through a mutual friend. And she came to do a story about me for a program that she works for. And it was just a great experience because um, I've had many people tell stories of what I have done in my career and on my lofty scaffolding. But Maya really could see me as um, as a creator and as somebody who really... I have an authentic self that sometimes gets hidden behind the paint and, you know, the heart for projects sometimes gets lost. And it was just in this moment when Maya was interviewing me that I realized I was sort of looking in the mirror to a strong young woman with a vision and passion for storytelling. And it was just, I thought, a really beautiful thing. I was um, thinking that how could I not it's not a reciprocation it's an exchange because i saw so much in where she's going with what she wants to speak of and how brave she is and how true her arrow shoots so i invited her into the studio to cut these very um ever growing um tribe of wedding dresses that i'm collecting now the wedding dresses can look like they're very wedding and white and plain and cookie cutter and basically like a big beige gray wall before it's painted. But the truth is that the dresses, well, they bring the past to the future. It's like the dresses are carrying skeletons and, and ghosts and stories and warriors and all of the women that put their hopes and dreams into these dresses or lost their hopes and dreams or whatever the dress means to you. It was very interesting when Maya came to my art studio and we just kind of, you know, threw jello to the wall and then we started to cut. And cutting is, um, well, when you're taking away and you're destructing or deconstructing something, the conversation that happens is very open, very, well, connected. And you can hear the snip snip of the scissors that we really didn't care how we were cutting or what direction. There was no pattern. There was no map. There was no lesson plan. There was no teaching. It was just two women talking about their authentic selves and why they create. So grab a cup of tea and um, take a listen as Maya and I take a whack at a wedding dress on our radio. Maya, welcome into the studio. Thanks for having me. So, how? Tell me about how you are creative in your life. What well, do you do creative? Creatively, um, well, I first for my work I do uh, like video projects, documentaries about people, 
Um, and then outside of my day job, I enjoy making music and doing drag, um, something called hyper drag, which is uh, when a female, someone who identifies as female, does drag and presents as a female. So I'm not a drag king. Um, and then, yeah, love to dance. And I think those are most of the creative like ways that I express myself. And um, yeah, I've always done creative things as like an outlet for my emotions and yeah. Has that always been? So from the time you were a kid, that's been your, you always knew that that was your place of, of growing. Yeah, I think so. And also like sports, like I loved movement and everything. And I think like, just like as I became a teenager, I started to feel more inclined to like dance rather than like soccer or things like that because there was a bit more of an emotional side to it, I guess. So we're sitting here because of a wedding dress. I always think it's funny because it's such a traditional thing, a wedding dress. And you're in a studio and we met through your work. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like, I'm like the cutting, right? So I think about cutting away life and how people who are creative in sport, art, whatever you do. Mm -hmm. My mother said to me, that the most creative people are sometimes the most destructive. <laughs> think about that. Yeah, I think that's really common. Um, and I think that it doesn't necessarily mean like, I think destructive would just mean like, maybe in a sense of like what people, or what our society wants us to be and do and act. I think that can seem like you're destructive if you're not doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I recently was diagnosed with like anxiety and ADHD and I find more and more, like I'm really open about talking about all of those things. And I find more and more that like, I gravitate to people who are also on the spectrum of like ADHD or autism or, you know, any mental health stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's very common. And also a lot of the people I gravitate to are artists. So most of my friends are musicians or... Well, it's interesting. My, my grandson and my grandchildren have been diagnosed and I look at my whole life as obviously I had that and did not know. Mm -hmm. like, and I dealt... And so for me, muraling in my career was I could go every day to work in a pattern and as long as I was on the wall, my anxiety would go away. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about what we're doing right now, on my father's side, as my dad would say to me, because we were a creative family of musicians, whatever, with also alcohol and mm -hmm. and spectrum things and mm -hmm. anxiety and all that, he'd say, if you keep your hands busy, your mind will think differently and you will stay calm. Mm -hmm. When I started doing these dresses, and I honestly don't know if I'd even do nothing with them, as we're sitting here talking, I'm sure people will now hear these snips. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing, the patterns? And what if being on the spectrum or what if all these things that they are are actually goes in why we're creatives? Mm -hmm. So that super sensitivity and hypersensitivity, I think would be a great if we could look at it as part of the talent as opposed to an affliction that mm -hmm. we need to somehow get over. Oh, definitely. Because I don't want to get over my affliction. No, I don't think that you can really 
have one and not the other, to be honest. I don't think you can either. Um, yeah, I think that it kind of goes hand in hand. Also, it allows you to put yourself in situations to, like, get messy and, like, do all of these fun things um, and be open to those things and want to do those things because, you know, you your brain just works differently. I know, I think, and I think if we were able, imagine as children, if you could go somewhere when you're small and, you know, you're, I always think, if you put me in class where I was doing something creative at the time I was learning, I wouldn't have sat in that classroom so full of anxiety. And I can actually remember the teacher saying to me, you're going to go on bus three something something, make sure you're there after school, you missed the bus. Well, I got all my numbers backwards, so mm -hmm. I missed all the buses. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it caused me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. and, and it's some of the most simple things, oh, creation-wise, yeah. the repetition. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely the repetition. And then also being able to, like, think about things and conceptualize things, like, helps get your mind off of, like, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter calls it, which talks to her son. There's the skeletons that are talking to you, and then there's real life. So yeah. if you can recognize what's the skeleton mm -hmm. that's, you know, dancing around in your head, and what is the truth? And yeah. I think it's hard for people to understand, like, I've worked at all levels, government, education, all these systems, mm. and go in the room and I'm going, but if we didn't have all of those ideas, they'd say, oh, Michelle, you're too much, take down a notch. Oh, so, yeah. And I'm like, but if you don't have all that, you're not going to get to innovation if you're going to stay at beige. Yeah. Oh, definitely, for sure. And, like, yeah, I think there obviously should be more, like, creative stuff in school and like um ways of like learning and stuff um hopefully it will change but obviously it's still quite academic and there's kind of like people people are still like there's one way to learn and that is not sustainable or true um you know so I think it's interesting. I think school is successful for those that are going to be in the academic world mm -hmm. and I think if you never ever think that's going to be where you go, Yeah, I think the education you need to find has to come from community, mm -hmm. where you get to go to places where, or work. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I would have been the type of kid that would have been happy working all the time and never having to go to high school. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, if given me a camera or, you know, the prom committee, I had more fun raising money. I think we raised 20 grand at a prom committee for high school. <laughs> and I think nice. about that, if you go back now, what were the skills that you had in high school? Like, so what did you do in high school that you love that you do in his work now? Um, there was actually like uh, a dance program at like the uh, PVSS in Armstrong. Yeah. They had like a pretty like decent dance. That was kind of like the coolest or like biggest thing you could do in our school. So that was pretty cool actually. And we went to Vancouver and stuff and competed and did really well That's awesome. against all of like Vancouver people and stuff. So I think like obviously I'm using those skills in performing and, and whatnot now and um, yeah, I think that and then also like I did art and and musical theater and stuff and I sing now and so I do use those things and it's funny because my GPA is like quite good um from like high school um 
not because of just because I did so many extracurricular activities and I got like was A pluses in all of them. Yeah. I, I added to the system. Yeah. I added to it. It was me too. I took some university English courses because I love to write. Yeah. And I love to organize um, art events, and so they I got extra credit for them. There you go. Yeah. Take the math and science right out of there. Oh, yeah. They they, they, they just bumped me up from like a 48 to a 50, so I could <laughs> that's pass. Amazing. But that's what, I've heard great things about that school, though. So it, yeah. It definitely, there was lots of like really good teachers. Yeah. Though, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you don't get, how do you, like when you're performing, because they say Elvis Presley used to get stage sick his whole life. Oh, he really? never got over it. Oh, damn. So you don't have any, you don't get nervous? Um, I still get nervous, um, for sure, but, like, I get more nervous if there's people there that I know and, like, love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I get a lot more nervous. I get even more nervous if there's a girl in the audience that I know and love. Well, of course, <laughs> then just like you're like... Put myself out there. Yeah, right. Um, but like, if it's just like a show and like, I don't really, like, some of my friends are there or whatever, and it's just that, like, I'm not, I kind of got over that after I did it, like, drag full time for about two years, so I kind of just got used to doing like five shows a week. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I get a lot more nervous when I'm, like, singing, though, because I don't have as much experience singing live. Um, but not stage sick. I just, like, sometimes I'll, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I need um, maybe two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that really, like, helps me yeah. calm down. And it's, like, at that point, I'm not, like, it's just a little buzz, so... I need that for public speaking. I'm yeah. Like, I'm good. My mom says, tells a story. I was in kindergarten. My name! And I just belted it out. And now I'm good if I get up there. But I, I yeah, the one drink or maybe two. Yeah. You know, I had to, I had to open for this big music award night. And uh, thought I would take an Ativan and two drinks. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was the good? It was oh, like, no, no. <laughs> a little bit. So there is, but it was, and then once I'm up, on there, it's like it's something I'm so natural at once. I'm mm. so it's like it's getting across that bridge, right? Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. I would say like more during the lead up, I'm nervous. <laughs> Not when I'm on stage. Also, I find when there's a lot of lights, I'm I'm less nervous because I can't see as much. Yep. Yeah. When there's more people, I'm less nervous as well. So where can people see you perform? Where can they go? Um. Well, right now, obviously, I'm I'm living in Vernon, so like there's kind of limited events but I am doing um some stuff coming up with um like femme fatale dance from Kelowna they're coming to Vernon and we're gonna do like a burlesque slash drag show at status the like nightclub here That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like yeah they're actually kind of like I've done a couple shows there like drag and stuff since I've moved back which was just less than a year ago um so, yeah, that's been nice to at least do a little bit here and there. Um, I wonder if Gallery Vertigo would be. They totally would be open to have Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be, that could be cool for, like, if we wanted to do, like, music or something, yeah. too. But, yeah, and then um, with my music, I've done shows locally at, like, Local Losers so far. And we, we've just kind of started doing live stuff. So, hopefully, we'll do some stuff in Kelowna and stuff like that. But, yeah, and then in Kelowna, I've done... Uh, yeah, a couple shows there. One in Kamloops, the turnout was really good, and everyone was really. I, I was pleasantly surprised with Kamloops for, yeah. Kamloops is actually um, 
they're quite progressive in a lot of things that you just wouldn't think because you would go there you think it's the sport capital or whatever mm -hmm. but it's not like even their film the film industry that they have going is, is quite interesting there yeah and I think I think you don't think about it being but it is kind of like there is a lot of like there's a university there and stuff mm -hmm. and like college people and yeah so I think there's that demographic too which which I mean seemed to be there was like it was a really good turnout there and yeah I would say better than Kelowna so well it's interesting because I mean I've been here a long time and when people ask me why did you move here and it was there was an underground in Vernon and they always say that this area that Kelowna is a little bit more like um, LA in its mm -hmm. mentality a little bit and Vernon was always more like San Francisco cool it had this and I was really looking for a, a different lifestyle so moving here I got to meet such diverse people mm -hmm. Not in the mainstream, so like you go and it yeah. looks very, you know, I paint heritage murals, like people are going, well, you're, you know, no. There was a whole world behind things of performances mm -hmm. that were well attended and, and well received. Yeah. But they never were in that, like, you know, you go downtown and see the posters for it because I think it's kind of like New York. You mm -hmm. have to keep um, a stream of the, and I hate the word, the arts. Because mm -hmm. it, it's the arts looks as one thing, but it's mm -hmm. I always say it's like creative living. You want to yeah. live a, a life that hey, that's mm -hmm. and there's all these words. There's inclusive and all these words, mm -hmm. and I'm going no. You want to be able to uh, live an authentic life. Yeah. And in that, we used to have parties in backyards and performances and really out there performances mm -hmm. that you would see people come to that you would never think, and it really showed that people are the human side. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is for me is that when people are big enough in their confidence of themselves to share who they are. Yeah. It's crazy cool, hey? Yeah, I love I it. I know, me too. It's very attractive, for sure. What's <laughs> your favorite part about the performing though? So what, like what do you, because I saw the, the photos you did, like you're so talented. Oh, thank you. And your music and all that. So what do you just, you know, what gives you joy when you're? Um, good question. Um, I enjoy like, Knowing that, like, I'm making people feel something, if it's, like, a happy number or more sad or, like, whatever, I'm making them feel an emotion, and I think that's kind of one of my favorite things. And then also just, like, the feeling of it, like, I feel like it's kind of, like, a safe way to have a nice adrenaline rush. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think kind of one of the big things is, like, also, like, sharing my with people and yeah having them be affected in some way you have a very open personality so getting <laughs> to know you you're very like authentic and strong and confident with this really crazy cool vulnerability that's very easy to talk to oh thanks so, so I think people must in they gravitate because you have this mm. sort of a sense of um, timeless wisdom is what I feel from you. Oh, that's good. Thank you. It's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> okay, like I've known you a long time, and yeah, I can recognize like our energy levels could go up because we're excited, or you get, and mm -hmm. then you could go down, and you're like, yeah, I know that's just this exciting this, and then you have this like flow. It's really kind of cool. Thanks. And like, look at you cutting this. 
<laughs> not attractive wedding dress. Mm -hmm. And whoever gave me this one, I'm sorry, but this one is getting <laughs> much more attractive as we're removing the bulk of plastic <laughs> from it. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah, they're well, great though. <laughs> hey, like, no, I know. Like, my mom did a part of this one. I love my mom. She was having this nightmare. She was like, <laughs> like right? It's Pretty crazy. Good. Mine is a little bit you know, grungy. Yeah. No, I like it. So that's what, so like, what I. <laughs> But why you're in on the podcast is like I'm loving bringing people together to create, mm. like I think a, a brick wall downtown or a wedding dress, which is whatever that can hang and turn into. Mm. I mean, we might end up lighting this one on fire because yeah, that could be a good idea. Could be good. Like I'm thinking, okay, check out the pads. This poor the husband, like or the wife or whoever, right? Thought it was good at the time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. it was. Maybe it was. You never know. So, so what's in the future for you? Oh, well, um, yeah, right now I'm in Vernon on a work contract because I, um, I grew up here and, and um, I got a job opportunity here that is good for my development and my resume and everything. But, yeah, I think when it's up, um, I would like to be, like, living back in a city. I'm open to, like, Vancouver. Um, I just have to find like nice housing that's affordable um <laughs> so that's that but yeah ideally i would like to be in a in a city hopefully in vancouver but um it just i've noticed that's a bit better for my um my lifestyle my authentic lifestyle like you mentioned um because i find that there's a bit more of like um a queer community and um specifically like music and electronic music community and whatnot there for me that I already have been integrated into so um, I think that that's kind of my goal with living and then otherwise I want to start performing my music more I feel really passionate about right th that right now and it's a way that I can do everything at once I can do my makeup I can do my dancing, I can make videos, and it's all, you know, not for someone else, but yeah. for other people. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I see because you, you can touch all of it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I always loved about people go, again, okay, Heritage Murals. No, I like the whole production side. I like that yeah. we would gather in front of a large piece of art, but we didn't. We had shows and we did many different things that, that you don't have to always wear the same hat. Mm -hmm. So we would paint all day, and then we'd, ha we'd have a, a performance, and then we ended up doing performances in the park where we had... Yeah. I think it's and working with other creatives, but not full-on either. Mm -hmm. Because I think, well, for me, I, I'm a bit of a hermit, which is really weird, because I would have huge crews and <laughs> be very public, but I, yeah. I also want the production. Mm -hmm. I'm very strong about the bricks and mortar of the production of the creative side. Yeah. Right? Because there's a vision to it that... that can get um, noisy if you don't have yeah. that place to create. Yeah, definitely it can. And yeah, I think that like right, right now, like my job is really good and I think it's, yeah, a really good option for me. But I remember with art, like I went, I originally went to acting school after, after high school and I really loved it. Um, and I, I loved, acting and all those things but as soon as I start, started trying to make money 
from it, I noticed that a lot. It's almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, and that it was getting taken away from me. Like I, yeah. what I wanted to do, like I had to do auditions for like like stupid commercials and just like this is just not my my art that I want to be doing. And like obviously, yeah, it is really hard to be doing those types of roles where you're challenged and all of those things. It's hard to even get them. So. Kind of just I picture you bum 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 or something, right? Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> uh, I got I still got one. Yeah. I, I was only auditioning for like five months and I got something for like some commercial, but yeah. like I was just like, mm, no, I don't think this is gonna work because <laughs> I don't want my art like taken no. away from me. So yeah, I found different outlets and now like I'm pretty close to there, but I still, you know, I'm I'm working for someone else, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that would be my goal to, to be, have enough income to like freelance content creator performer, mm -hmm. however it comes, but it's belonging to me. Yeah. Is that a good business name? Yeah. That's, I mean, I think it's a, it's a little lengthy, but <laughs> I think it like, gets the point across. Well, that was me. Like, so I think, well, like in my muraling, I go, oh my God, people, I was so grateful. I had a daughter to support. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would go to work and. Love what I've done, and I have nothing but grace to say about it. But if I have to paint one more train, I used to say to myself, and <laughs> one more, uh huh, that soldier. And I'm honored, yeah. honored, honored. But it wasn't. It was yeah. hard sometimes to never. And now I watch Mirrorless, and they get to have their own voice. They don't have to raise the money. Yeah. All those things, and mm -hmm. for me, and and my golden years of my career, that's what I want. I want my yeah. art to be. I want to find people, and if you respond to each other in personality or thought or action and mm -hmm. then something is just happens because it has yeah. to be spontaneous and Definitely. that's why I've lived my life and I see like you know for you as a as an, an artist that has made her living her entire life only on the arts stay authentic own your art and make sure that you protect that art because that story gets can get morphed if you don't your vision yeah. gets oh, morphed definitely. and it has I mean yeah yeah it has before I've had to do other things to support it and all of that, but I've been working for many years now just doing, like, creative things. So I am at, and a lot of people don't even get there, so it's, like, that's fine. But, yeah, I think a goal for myself would be, you know, to be working for me and only me. Like, it's interesting, though. Because <laughs> and collaborators, obviously, oh, but, yeah. but, like, yeah. But I see you like production company. Like I see that that whatever that is that you do, like mm -hmm. you are the producer of it. Mm -hmm. and, and again, that's another thing that people don't understand is that you can be all of those hats. Like in Hollywood back in the day, they were like the triple threat. Like they sang, they danced, they acted. Yeah. They you had to be, you know. And then they had to learn how to tap dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And their makeup, and and then they made movies after. Yeah. And had to manage their money. Entertainer. Right? What yeah. would, and you think about what would that be called? And people to this day have said to me, I'll go to certain meetings and they'll say, well, you're an artist. I'm going, well, I'm, that's true, but I'm also like mm -hmm. an architect and a community economic developer and a healer. And yeah. I don't know how or if that can ever change. Like I think mm -hmm. people, st and maybe that's the beautiful part of it is that people see the arts as a bit of a naughty, unreachable, unreachable kind of a, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word is. You still see that, well, they're artists, they get to live in this island of erotic, no rules, 
not really a business. All these things are still mm -hmm. stuck on that. Yeah, definitely. And, hey, but yet I, I see that it's really is how we all live and breathe and eat and have in our cultures. Mm -hmm. But it still has its own. I wonder if we could almost make up a new word for it. I don't know, because mm -hmm. I think, you know that the word fine art was created so that universities could teach the arts. Because it's fine. It's fine art that they could <laughs> charge for, mm -hmm. for their professors to pay to teach how to be artists. Yeah. So for me, I always go, okay, is it really art? Are we artists? Yeah. Or are we, I don't know, or would we be the storytellers in the cave times? I don't know, right? It's like, yeah. you'd be talking, you'd be, you know, if we didn't, you know, would you be dancing and there'd be the fire and, mm -hmm. you know, would I be ro on the on the rock doing the cave drawings <laughs> and you're there too and we're all like these healers that are, I don't know, like you, you yeah. think about that, right? Or I do. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, sure, we'd be just doing the same things, but like in a less innovative way, I guess, or less modernized way. Or maybe less, sometimes I think about it starved out because what would happen? If being an artist was as easy as, say, being, I don't know, to compare, would there be the, the power of the arts if it was, like, I always wish, you know, that could there be a fund that everybody could just become and create, because that's mm -hmm. the dream you think. Yeah, like there was more of the similar kind of statistics and opportunities and whatnot for people who do art the same as like other um uh flows of income i guess yeah like if there was like a giant tourism fund type thing right or a giant mm -hmm. that you could go like how the trades funding is but i always wonder if if it is that struggle that makes that art come out obviously for sure but mm -hmm. that there's this I, know, I guess baby it's a baby mm -hmm. a birth a creative thing that you look after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like maybe just what comes out of it, out of your work is gonna be probably different if you have like worked really hard for it, I think. I think so too. Um, yeah. I think about the back in the day, you know, people had, who had patrons that that just created and they you know made beautiful paintings and beautiful sculptures and all that and they're great and they told time when I'm thinking about what I want to do like so I you know can retire and just do what I want to do and thinking you know the luxury of creating the art that I want to tell the story mm. well for me I want to talk about the women that I was lucky enough who kicked my ass along the way mm -hmm. and so it's weird that I'm ending up right where I began as mm. a kid. But I want my paintings that I do to be so much the truth that it's actually, for me now, scary to approach. I have the canvases right. bought. Like, what is going to be my story? Yeah. Right, and to be raw and brave enough to tell your story. It's hard, right? So that's mm -hmm. like when you're saying you're performing and if there's somebody there that you are attracted to or really mm -hmm. give a shit about, mm -hmm. you're completely raw to your bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. That's Thing. a song right of your bones. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I could never, I am not a performer. Even though on scaffolding I probably did during that time. <laughs> yeah. But I am in awe of people who are brave enough to just sing. Like it's, there's, there's something so powerful about that. 
Yeah, like, and also I've noticed, like, it even feels different when you're singing, like, someone else's lyrics opposed to your own. There's another layer of, like, That know. must be weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. For oh, sure. I never thought of that. Wow, I never thought about that because you're actually singing, yeah. Yeah, stuff from your heart. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's really interesting. Well, and maybe not. Maybe it's like having to paint yeah. another train. Yeah, exactly. It's different. <laughs> You're in another town and you go to a meeting and they're like, you know what we want? We want a train. <laughs> yeah. Do you now? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I never knew that. Okay. <laughs> think about that. Oh, yeah. Have you ever? No, never seen a train. Nope. You guys have railway tracks here? Oh, where are we? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Same, same. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. <laughs> similar, <laughs> like, similar but different. <laughs> An honor to be practicing and yeah, of course. On, an honor to see, yeah, for sure. My, I've had people say to me, "What would you paint if somebody gave you a wall, and you could paint anything you wanted on your final mural?" I mean, I've painted hundreds of them. Yeah, and I can't answer them. Yeah, it depends on where, like, where you're at. Like, you know what I mean? I honestly don't think I would paint it white and walk away. Yeah. Like just, I yeah. would just, yeah. That's, I have to think about my own question. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's a big question. That is a quite big question. <laughs> well, thanks for coming into the studio. Oh, of course. And we'll, of course, at the end, we'll, <laughs> wherever you want us to send all our listeners to all the crazy oh, yeah, and wonderful yeah. things that you're doing and um it was it was like so much fun for you to tell my story or your work part yes i, I loved got great it. feedback people were like oh good hey she really knows you oh nice <laughs> i like met you once <laughs> i know it was like ah. <laughs> and my mom says my mom goes it was the first time and she goes we've had so many videos done that somebody actually caught you and your heart really yeah that's what my mom said wow that's very flattering that. yeah my mom says you understand what I did wasn't about ego. It was about just trying to get people who mm -hmm. just didn't get the doors open. And yeah. it's hard. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is how many people came to the wall saying, they won't let me in. They won't let me go. I can't be part of that tribe. I don't fit in this art place. I don't fit into this. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, what do you mean? Yeah. And there was a place to come to where everybody could come and say, there's a place for you at the table. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I was really happy with how it turned out, and yeah, I mean, it's quite a story, so like, just arranging the, like, the interview that we got into something that is like, people understand and get you perfectly was, you know, quite a thing. Well, for me, it was that I know what it's like to not be included at that table, and yeah. it, it, it's hard, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, and we do it. You see it in all walks of life still where when they want to position and jostle and they don't want somebody to be welcome, they still do it, the they's. Mm -hmm. And I think you yeah. have to understand what it's like to be authentically different. Yeah. To understand what it feels like and how to ask for, you know, just... And, and what a difference one person can make in your life. Mm. Like if somebody's walking by and you say hello, mm -hmm. or if somebody's having a bad day and I, I can't tell you how many people we hired that were running from something that was terrible. And it yep. was so simple as if to say, hey, are you okay? We got extra coffee. Come on over. Oh, Take yeah, totally. It's so simple, hey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. It's so simple. Yeah.
So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It was super fun. And I think this dress is <laughs> definitely... <laughs> I think this is the one we should like totally do something with, right? Yeah, it's really something. So <laughs> before you go, what do you feel about the cutting? It's Oh, I like it. It's like painting for me. Like, I think it's a little less stress, though, than painting, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's enjoyable. It's like... You know, it's like fidgeting, like when you have like a fidget toy or something. It's kind of like that. Hey, for me, that's exactly what I can hear. Rick was, you're on the drugs of the dress. I said, I don't know what happens. It's just like, and I'm just like, wow, one more. Like, Oh, yeah. It becomes almost liquidy weird, hey? Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's definitely something. No, but I've enjoyed it fun I enjoy it it's like with anything like if I'm video editing or something like it could just I could just do it for like a long time and like be like oh wow it's seven at night <laughs> you know what I think is really cool from mm. the sound of and I don't know because we wanted the recording just to be off the side of the window in a studio mm -hmm. even though we do have a studio because I want them to be very just intimate is I bet you our voices have gone down into a slower pace from when we start, oh, and it goes to much more of a rhythm of the dresses. It's like, snip. <laughs> Thank you for cutting up a wedding dress for me. Of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Ready. Thank you for listening to my conversation and my tea time in my Pieces of Her in the Studio with Maya Ritchie. We'll put all of Maya's incredible information at the back of the podcast and on the, on the platform so that you can go and look for her music, her voice, her work, her performances, her story. And keep following along with Maya because that young warrior, that art warrior, her arrows are flying true and very far. Come back and listen to Art Root Radio as we have some new stories to tell. We're introducing a new series, The Magenta Diaries, which is another kind of, um, well, I'm not going to tell you too much, but I just want you to imagine there's a whole bunch of women with a whole bunch of stories and a whole bunch of things to be said. Truth is, I'm broke, no lie. Truth is, I'm lost, but fine. Truth is, I'm a mess, just trying to get by. But, but, I still got fight. But, but, I still got fight.